you are listening to Discovery Church Podcast. Good morning, everybody. Once again, like I am, I'm so overwhelmed right now, I feel like I've been crying all week. And the reason why, I'm going to share real quickly, the reason why that is, is because there's a bout that takes place before you get to a point where you can release something. How many of you know that? There's an there's a internal fight. And I feel like I'm stepping up to the stage today, but I've already been through the boxing match. And it, it's been tough to just get through the daily challenges, the endless darts that the enemy has been throwing at me. And I'm sure I'm not alone in that. I'm sure many of you have faced that. Um, but I say I've been crying because what I'm going to talk to you about has a lot to do with what you have to do when you're in that place. You don't just sit there and take the punches. You've got to pick yourself up and you've got to decide that you want to fight. Amen. Amen. And as I begin to do that, one of the core things I had to do was I had to get myself in an atmosphere of worship. And don't take for granted when we worship here. I'm telling you, there's many times I've sat here worshiping and I forget everybody's in the room. Because it's between me and my father and I'm, I'm crying because of the restoring of my soul that's happening. There's, there's so much pain that happens when we go through something real. And God begins to restore your soul when you decide to turn to him in that moment. You know, and I don't know if I'm the only one who's done this or whether I'd be the first or the last, doesn't matter. But how many of you know my wife and I lost our home in the fire? I went to my home yesterday. It's, it's being built right now. And I just walked through my whole house. And you know what I did? I just sang hallelujah. And it just broke me because you've got to give thanks to God when you're in a tough place and you've got to keep your eyes on him, even though the devil wants to just compress you and put you in a place where that's all you feel is pain. But I'm telling you, there's life beyond that pain. Amen. So I just wanted to share that briefly with you. But if you haven't met me, I'm Antoine, one of the pastors here. And uh, I, I feel so honored, you know, I'm, I'm blessed by our pastor and his heart to lead a community of believers here, and I'm so grateful to the Lord to allow me to be a part of it. Um, and I don't take for granted the opportunity I have to share with you guys this morning. I believe I have an encouraging message for you guys this morning. Um, and, you know, in a, in a few moments we're going to pray, and, and I'm going to have you do an exercise with me to prepare all of us for what I believe our Heavenly Father wants to give us. Amen. Um, background story, uh, John touched on some of the notes of, of the road trip, and um, I just want to remind you I'm doing Finding Freedom, and this is a big deal because often what I find God does with me is he allows me to preach from a place that I've had to work through. I will never be able to preach about something I don't know, and I say that not with arrogance. I say it with confidence in my father because even as I'm prepping to preach a message, I am actively going through the battle. Because in order for you to speak about something, you've got to have anointing behind it. And if you don't know what that is, that means that's the influence of the Holy Spirit on your life and, and the affirmation of your father that says, yeah, I took my son through that. Yeah, I took my daughter through that. And now you get to speak with real impunity, with real power. Amen? And uh, so I'm telling you, the devil has set you up. For failure, he has set you up to take those darts, but I'm, I'm going to give you something today that's going to get you through it. Amen? Um, so, with that said, 
some of the building blocks of finding freedom, the way it's expressed here at Discovery is through our small groups. Uh, my wife and I have gone to small groups for years. Uh, we've also led them, and I'm telling you, we have grown so much over the years that we've been Christians um, just through the relationship and through the, the opportunity you have to be vulnerable in front of other believers, hearing someone else share their testimony about something. And it's when that person comes out of their shell and decides to share that breakthrough, all of a sudden you go, um, I want that too, right? And then change starts to happen. Influence starts to happen. And before you know it, now you're giving expression of what God's doing in your life. And you have no idea the impact you can make on someone else. So with that said, let's pray. But I want you to do something for me. Everybody stand to their feet right now. I want you to do, do this exercise with me. I want you to place your hand on your heart right now. Heavenly Father, as we come before you today, we stand in agreement right now. That whatever you have for us this morning, God, we receive it in advance. We welcome you. We say you have full access. God, we hold nothing from you. We are here because we believe on you, we love you, and we receive you, and we want what you have to give us because you are a loving father who would withhold nothing from us. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. <clears throat> so I'm going to talk to you about finding freedom. And within this opportunity I have to minister to you guys, um, one of the things that God brought awareness to for me was an illustration I came up with when I was in high school. You know, I got saved when I was 17 years old, and in that time, I, I recognized what it was like to come through the church and commit your life to Christ and be in a youth group, and you're, you're around church all the time, but sometimes we can allow those experiences to go over our head, and, and we, we kind of are just in the moment, and we were thankful, but we don't really let God get a hold of us. And I had to be mindful that some of the things that I had that had took place in my life in the past had an, an effect on me. It had an impact on me in a way that it couldn't just be whisked away. Does that make sense? Like some things are so much deeper that you can't just, ah, I'm doing great, but we all know that might not be true in the moment. And God gave me this picture in my mind, and he often speaks to me this way. He gave me this illustration of what I call the pit of mirrors. Now, just think about that for a second. I wish I could, I swear, I wish I could put an illustration together for you right now and have you see it. I want you to just envision being in a pit of mirrors. Just imagine yourself in a spot that all you see is you. Now, how many of you know that the devil has a plan in that pit of mirrors? And what is it? It's to show you everything you see wrong with yourself. Every accusation that you could get from the enemy, everything that has caused you pain, everything you're currently sitting in right now, it's a pit of mirrors. Just let that simmer for a second. Think about it. Now, the enemy has a plan in that pit of mirrors. And you know what that plan is? It is to submerge you in that place because let's think about what happens when you're in that place, you can only see you, you can only see your faults, you can only see your flaws, you can only see your pain. Through the trauma of whatever you've gone through in your life, your faith is paralyzed. 
You're not who you're supposed to be. Why? Because you can't see it. Because all you see is you. And everything that you were unable to accomplish, everything that you were unable to do, everything that has you bound, that's all you see. And it's like the enemy is just sitting there going, fantastic. Because I have you so focused on you, you are not focused on the Lord. You're not seeing what's going to actually ultimately set you free. You're not seeing the freedom that has been planned for you from the very foundations of the earth. Amen? And so this is, this is really powerful to me because when I began to go through this, I really thought about, I had to literally brainstorm what happens in that. Because I don't want to just give you something and say, yeah, cool, hey, rip, roar. And... No, I'm going to dig. I dig deep. So... Buckle your seatbelts, okay? Because I want to share a few things with you that happen in this pit. You are developmentally dwarfed by deprivation. I'm going to say it again. You are developmentally dwarfed by deprivation. You are deprived of a normal experience because of what has happened in your life and because of how the enemy is using it to keep you bound. So you can't have a normal experience. People like me who have a real testimony of coming out of pain, of coming out of a, a childhood where I never knew a father, where I never saw a real family structure, those are painful memories to this day. It's like a dagger sits in my heart when I even talk about being a father, when I even think about being a father. Why? Because I don't have a visual memory of what that even looks like. Never saw it. I saw the opposite. I saw pain. I saw men not be there. I saw men be abusive. I saw men do everything that was to teach a boy was wrong. That is my testimony. And today I stand here as a father, able to be what I didn't see. How was that? That is the miracle of who Jesus is in our life, that he can cause us to become something that we never even experienced. Amen? You should give God a clap offering for that. That's got nothing to do with me. It's all to do with the fact that we serve a faithful God who is able, and he already knows the depths of your heart. He knows the depths of what you've gone through. He knows the depths of what aches you right now. And I swear, I'm here right now barely choking back tears because that's what I've been crying about all week is the fact that he has restored my soul, that the areas where I ache and I, and I feel pain, I look in the eyes of my sons and I see a better life than I knew. I've already done my job. Just, just bear with me. This is, this is intense because when I look in the eyes of my sons, you know how some parents try to live vicariously through their children? You know, and, and a lot of people who come to me and they know me, like they know I'm a big basketball fan. I played basketball all my life. And as soon as they see my kid, oh, you're going to put him in basketball, right? And it's like, no. I don't want to live vicariously through my children. I want to give my kids the life I didn't have. I want them to soar. I want to be the very roof and have that be their floorboard. You understand? Like, I want to set the tone and have them stand up on something so much more solid than I ever knew because I've been dancing in sand for years. But I want them to have a stable place to put their foot on so we can be, as fathers, we can be the reason our kids soar beyond us. No matter what we didn't know, we don't have to let that dwarf us and deprive us of a, a normal experience. When I say normal, I mean what Jesus intended for you. 
Jesus intended for you to know your father and to know peace and to know freedom and to know overcoming. And listen, when, it's, when, when the storm is raging in your life, we don't want to just ask God to take us out of the storm. No, God, be my shelter. Be my peace in the storm. Walk me through it. Because through it, I'm telling you, there's such life that's going to come through your pain, you have no idea. The scripture says, eyes have not seen, nor have ears heard what Jesus has planned for those who loves him. Amen? So, dwarf, developmentally, developmentally dwarfed by deprivation. A lot of Ds. Um, you're just basically robbed of a developmental experience. And there's, let, me, let me paint another picture for you. There's a major difference between a pond and a river. Let that simmer for a second. A pond and a river. A pond has no life. And if it does, it's a very stripped down version of it. Right? What do you find in ponds? You know, the ducks swim in it. <laughs> Let's be graphic, they poop in it. And guess what? It's not going anywhere. It's staying there. Why? Because there is no flow. It's stagnant. What happens in stagnant waters? Everything dies. That's what that pit of mirrors is. A place for you to sit there and not elevate and live. Sit there, stay in where you are, stay in your pain, and feel the pain and die. But a river, a river is constantly flowing. Constantly flowing. If you were to throw a log in that river, you'd never find it. Because it's moved on. And so what does that mean? We got to tap into the fact that we need Jesus in our life. He is that, that flowing river, and he's the one that's going to carry us through all of that pain so to the point that the stain of what we've been through no longer has an effect on you because you've moved on. You've overcome. You've found freedom. Amen? Amen? And another thing, in the midst of that pit of mirrors, the trauma that you've experienced is paralyzing. The trauma has paralyzed you. How many of you know what trauma is by definition? Just think about what trauma is. By definition, it is you reliving an experience, and whatever age you were when that experience happened, you revisit it. You're going back. So if something happened when you were five, you saw something traumatizing, or, and whoa, it made an impact on your life, guess what? When you see it again, you go back to being five years old. And you know what that is? You're in the mirrors. So all you see is what you've been shown. You can't see your way out because you haven't been shown. You have to deal with it. We can't just sweep it under the rug. We can't just put blinders on the mirrors, right? Who covers their mirrors in their house? There, there's an intention behind the mirrors. Well, guess what? Satan has an intention behind those mirrors too. Because all I have to do if I were Satan is show you everything wrong with you, and I don't need to do anything else. The job is done. Because that paralyzes you. That stops you. That stagnates you. That freezes you. Okay? Fear paralyzes faith. And if I can get you to stay in a place of fear and stay in a place of being paralyzed, this is it, this is all I have, then I don't need to do much else. It's done. Because you won't have anywhere to go from there. Amen? But I got some good news for you. I got some good news for you. Jesus has a plan in the midst of this. Here is the good news. Look up. 
Imagine yourself in that pit of mirrors. Just look up. Because you know when you're intentional about looking up, you have now taken your eyes off of the mirrors and you're now looking to the only place you're going to find your help. Just think about that for a second. Let that really, really dig deep in your heart. Look up. I'm going to just keep at random spots just yelling it. Look up. Because when you leave here, if you take nothing else from this sermon, I want you to walk out of here and think, look up. Every time you get in a place where you're stagnant and you're hurting and you're in pain and you know beyond a, de- a shadow of a doubt that the devil is intending for you to be there, the arrows are be- have been thrown the spears have been thrown, and there's an intention to tear you down. I want you to think, look up. Because you got to say that to yourself. In that moment, you got to stop and go, all I got to do is look up. Stop focusing on the mirrors. 1 Peter 5.8 says, be sober, be vigilant, because your enemy is like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. So if you don't think that the devil is trolling around you looking for a way to attack you, you're missing something. You've completely lost track of the fact that you have an enemy. And that's the other thing is when you're in that pit of mirrors, do you think you see your enemy? No, because you still only see you, right? So all you see is all the things that's going on with you, and you don't see that you have an enemy that's trolling you looking to tear you down. All right, scripture in Psalm said, I will lift up my eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord. Amen? That's what God gave me as an encouragement when I really was going through this when he said, look up. Look up. I'm going to yell it at you guys when I see you here. I'm going to just yell, look up. Okay, let me tell you God's plan in this pit of mirrors. Now, the Lord is a spirit. This is uh, 2 Corinthians. The Lord is a spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. And we sung that today. I didn't tell them what I was preaching on because God is that good. Okay, for those of you that are taking notes, before I run out of time, let me talk about the fill-in. The fill-in on your notes. Now, I went backwards in the approach of how this, this is supposed to be read, and it's intentional. To overcome... You must look up. Amen? In order to overcome, it's, it's an intentional act on your part. You literally have to decide to look up. And the focus on yourself is really going to cause you to not have the, the strength to do that. You're paralyzed. You know what that means to be paralyzed? You can't move. You're stuck there. And in order for you to look up, you really have to have strong intentions to say, I've had enough. I'm looking up. Right? The next fill in. To look up, you have to become desperate. There has to be a desperation that makes you go, enough. And you will yourself to look up. Amen? And the last fill in on your notes should say, before you come to desperation, you have to acknowledge your captivity. So, I'm going to go back the other way. As you're in that pit. And you acknowledge, I am in captivity. This is an attack from the enemy. The devil tends to use everything that you've ever gone through to try to paralyze you. But I'm telling you today, it's a setup for your overcome. What he meant for evil, God meant it for good. 
You go back and read the story of Joseph. Joseph talked about it. Look at, read everything Joseph went through. Being put in a pit by his brothers, being sold into slavery, being in jail. Everywhere he was, he experienced the favor of God. And he said, though the enemy meant for evil, God turned it all around for good. And in the end, he gave God glory. He gave God praise. He gave God honor that this was intended to destroy me. And I'm telling you, you have an enemy that intends to destroy you. He intends to weight you down with the cares of this world, with the trauma that you've experienced, with everything you've gone through in your life. But if you look up, you're going to find victory. You're going to find freedom. You're going to overcome. No matter what you're going through, just know this. Jesus came to destroy the works of darkness, to liberate us from its hold. Revelations 12, 1 says that, Josh, can you put that up for me? And they have defeated him by the blood of the lamb, by the word of their testimony, and loving not their lives unto death. And I wanted to break that down for you real quick. The blood, Jesus gave his life as a ransom for us by shedding his blood. The testimony, your ability to testify of freedom you found through pain. I'm standing in it right now. The devil meant to destroy me, but he didn't count on me standing here speaking to you. He thought he was going to silence my voice, but he couldn't. He thought he was going to weight me down, but he couldn't. Because I was meant to overcome. I was meant and created to be a mighty man of valor. Spiritually, physically, he wired us to overcome. Not to stay in that dark place. And not loving our own life, acknowledging that your life is not your own. You were bought with a price. And you have a purpose. You have a purpose. Every one of you in this room, no matter how much the enemy wants to tell you that you don't count, that you don't matter, you do because he created you. And the only person that has the right to say what you are is your father, your creator, the person who made you. He's the only person. There's so many voices out there telling us what we should be in this day. But the only one that matters is him. Our father, our creator. He created the label. Amen? The banner over your head should not say forsaken. It should not say broken. It should not say in trauma and paralyzed. It should say overcome. Find freedom. Last passage I want to share with you is John 8, 31 through 36. Jesus said to the people who believed in him, you are truly my disciples. If you remain faithful to me, to my teachings, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. But we are descendants of Abraham, they said. We have never been slaves to anyone. What do you mean? You will be set free. Jesus replied, I tell you the truth. Everyone who sins is a slave of sin if they acknowledge that you're in that place a slave is not a permanent member of the family but a son is part of the family forever so if the son has set you free you are free indeed amen thank you for listening to discovery church podcast remember we will have a new message for you every monday at 5 p.m Make sure to like and subscribe and you will be notified when a new episode is ready for listening.